and welcome to episode four of the Gold Card Podcast. I am it's Gelati at Gelati LOL on Twitter. With me tonight we have John George at the Esports Plug, Calvin T at Ruler R Sama, and Chris Chung at Prime Time on Twitter. Episode four, fellas. A lot going Excited. on tonight. How you guys doing tonight? Everybody good? Doing great, man. <laughs> I know Calvin's good. <laughs> as we as we as we dove into before the cast, I know Calvin's good. <laughs> so, um, so we wanted to do something a little bit different this time, and well, not a little bit different, just what we intended to do, which is have an opening topic, something we'll talk about a little bit before we dive into the slate, give you guys some insight into you know whatever we're thinking of for an opening topic this week. So we had a couple people off, uh, asking on Twitter about how we each do. VOD review and what we look for in VOD reviews. So that's that's what we're going to talk about for a couple minutes each right now. Uh, if you guys want, I'll start and you guys can kind of like play after me and see what you guys have anything in common or uncommon because we are probably going to have different things we're looking for. So That works. So I do a lot of VOD review. As a matter of fact, it's most of what my viewing is because I don't get to... like I, I, I follow so many regions that I can't possibly watch everything live all the time. So I would say like more than half of my viewing is through VODs now. It's just the only way to cover the amount of regions that I do. So there's a couple different ways you can look at it cuz I've I have I've been I've coached and I've played this game for a long time and I've done videos where I try to talk through my thought process on VOD review but it gets really long-winded so I'll try to keep it brief here. I try to look the main thing that I try to look for in VOD review is one execution on what the team comp's trying to do, and two, if there's, like, philosophical uniformity across, like, what, what's going on, right? So if you have a team... I'm trying to think of an example here. If you have a team like... Let's say uh, Gen G, for example, after coming off that, that upset this morning, right? Spoiler alert. Uh, Gen G, like them or hate them, the one thing that they do have is, is a uniform philosophy on everything. They know who they are. They've been who they are for years now. They play slow, they play around ruler, and they always do that. They draft accordingly, they do everything. You might hate it, I, I hate it, because they give up leads all the time, but they know who they are, and they play that way. So you can look for drafts where, you can look in drafts or like in the, in the games themselves where you have execution problems, and if it's early in the game, and they're just like punting leads, this is what I don't like about this team, it, they're going to have a tough time coming back, right? So I'm getting a little bit off track here, but... One of the things, like I said, what I look for is that there's a uniformity in the draft on paper, the team construction in general, and then how they're executing in the game. Because you have a lot of teams that will draft for early game and then they don't play for early game. How many Lee Sins have you seen that are 0-0 and 1 at 15 minutes into the game? Like You guys can all pitch in on this if you want to. Like That's yeah, something that it drives me up a wall, right? Now, yeah. sometimes the window's not there, but that's just like one, that's one example. Um... I don't for for DF in, in terms of like DFS stuff because I know people wanted me to touch on this angle too. For DFS stuff, the, I don't. I try not to think of DFS stuff when I'm watching VODs unless the team's just like really really bloody. I like look at the teams. I take notes on each game. Usually, just like I'll write like a couple lines, like a couple sentences or a couple like qu- like shorthand notes. And what I do is I compile them in like a spreadsheet that I have or like a, like a Google Doc where I'll have a page for this team. And I'll write notes on game one against this opponent, game two against this opponent, game three, week two against this opponent. 
And then what I'll do is I literally write like a TLDR, like in my in my notes, that's what it is. I write like a TLDR for that match, what happened, and then I'll revise my TLDR for like the whole season, like what this team is, right? And that's how I tend to approach things. It's the because there's I watch so many games that it's really hard for me to remember specific things across so many different things. So I have to actually take notes. I don't know if you guys do the same thing. I know not everybody does, but for me to keep track of everything, I I watch the games, check to see if there's uniform philosophy in terms of like team build and draft and execution, and then I take notes on the individual games and I compile them, and that's how I approach VOD review. Now, I could go into way more detail, but that would be like a whole separate thing. Uh, John, what do you th- what do you do for VOD review? So this is part of why I think this is so interesting because I do think a lot of us look at very different things <clears throat> and focus on very different things, and a lot of it probably has to do with our knowledge of the game, our knowledge of betting. Uh, for me, like I have an abysmal memory is one thing for me. I have a terrible Same memory. Dude. I couldn't tell Same. you. <laughs> If you ask me about a game that happened like three weeks ago, there's a pretty good chance I couldn't tell you anything that happened. So I have to do a ton of re-reviewing of games. I have some games Same. that I've watched like three times this season already because I just can't remember what happened in them. But my biggest focus is 100% for me, and I'm not saying that I think this is a completely optimal, but it's something that's worked for me. I focus almost entirely on draft. Uh, I, I definitely think that there are champions that are good and champions that are bad that are commonly picked. Like, people that follow me on Twitter will know I rage all the time about Callista. Callista, I was going to say. <laughs> There's a bunch of champions so that, are like, people pick uh... commonly that just always lose. There was my most successful split uh, of betting in North America, as an example, was American teams just kept taking Ezreal because Korean teams were taking Ezreal and they were winning with it. But that's because the Korean teams were finishing this. the game at 24 minutes. And American teams were incapable of doing it. Ezreal was like <laughs> one in fourteen in NA, and they just kept taking him. So I was literally just going back and seeing who was not picking Ezreal and just betting them in every game. Yep. Whoever was not taking him. So I focus really heavily on draft, and then something very similar to what Gelati said, which is I have an idea of what I think a team should be given who their players are and their style, and I want to see a team drafting the way that they should be playing. So, like, the, the perfect example for me is Splice in EU, kind of like Gen G. Yeah. They're a slow team. The team fights really well uh, in general, and they should be – they generally will try to go to the late game. So I want to see them picking compositions that are designed to do that. If When I see a team like Splice locking in a Kalista or something, I don't want anything to do with that. That's not who Splice is. They're not going to win games when they're trying to play that way. Same thing when I see – if, if I saw a team like IG lock in like a Karthus mid lane, like I wouldn't want to see that. It's not who IG yeah. is. They're not going to win the game by scaling up late and then winning a, a sweet team fight with Karthus. Like that's not just not what they do. So I like to go back. I have an idea in my head of who I think all these teams are from the games that I've watched. And I take notes like Gelati does. And I want to see teams that are picking compositions that fit the way that I think that they should be playing against teams that they can beat that way. Is the like, my my easiest strategy um when it comes to dfs i think dfs is much more statistical um i tend to just go look at the stats for dfs which teams are i have my my kpw and dpl spreadsheet that i've shown a bunch of times um i stream with kills per win and deaths per loss for all the teams 
I just literally compare the numbers. Team A usually gets this many kills when they win. Team B gives up this many deaths when they die. Let's look at the kill participations to see roughly how many kills I think someone's going to get. So I'm much more statistical with DFS. Um, with betting, for me, it's much more about just finding teams, like I say, that are picking good compositions that play the way they want to play. And uh, that's what's been successful for me for the most part. I've got one quick tag on to this is it becomes part of the, the teams that pick the way they should. It, it means even more if you have a team that's able to do multiple things and they have the versatility. So if you see a team that shows you a new, you know, a totally new strategy and they're good at it, and it's not just that they were playing a bad team, that should be like a highlight to you. Like that should be like something you yeah. put an asterisk next to. Cause... That G2 composition at the beginning of this season is a great example. Well, they yeah. had that one of that early games in the season where they picked that poke composition with like Zoe and Jace. Yeah. And they were just like, their team just couldn't even get on the same screen as them without just being eliminated. And it was just like, that's something I never saw any other team do successfully yeah. up until that point. Yeah. So if you see a team that's able to do multiple things like that, that should raise a flag. Too. Oh, that's, yeah, that's huge. You do, if you got a team that can play late game or early game or poke comps or one, three, one or whatever, you know, it's more and more value the more of those things they can do. Kevin, what about you? Um, John kind of hit it on the head, actually, on what I got to do. Um, I like to look at, look at drafts. When I watch VODs, I like to look at drafts for sure. Um, see what co- type of composition other teams like to run. Um, I don't know if it's just a fluke or not, you know what I mean? But obviously there's different types of combinations to go with depending on the team. But, like, I feel like what gives me the edge, and a lot of people ask me how do I predict underdogs so well, is that I actually watch not just previous, like the recent VODs, but like like you know a couple weeks after or before as well is because, you know what, I just want to see what type of drafts they're actually going for. I know there are certain metas that are being implicated into, you know, League of Legends and stuff, but I just want to know what teams are trying out. And if teams... If I feel like a team isn't figuring out what type of comp works for them, like say like a splice when they were kind of inconsistent, they were, they weren't really. I mean, they had decent drafts, but not the drafts that were going to help them. Like yeah, they are like the beginning now. of this season when they were like kind of still figuring out who exactly. they were. And so like I feel like just look at previous drafts and leading up. If I see progression, like say like a Gen G, I'm not saying that I really picked them because you know of their drafts, but in general, but, like, if I see progression in their drafts and I see that they're making improvements and there are, are a strong team, like, I guess I'll use Genji, like a Genji who, who's actually a pretty strong team as much as, like, you know, other, you know, they didn't show it this year, you know what I mean? They're actually making yeah. progress and their drafts are making progress and they're getting really good comfort pick for Peanut and Ruler at the same time. Not, I wouldn't say just Ruler. Obviously, Ruler's that hard carry, but at the same time, they're trying to get Peanut and Ruler because Peanut... I, Peanut's been so bad. It just, just I agree. Me off. But the fact is that now he's getting his comfort picks and that he's helping his team out a little bit more. Like I said, it may not seem it now, but like just watching previous drafts until now, I just feel like they're just on the right path. And the way that yeah. certain picks and bans, like G2, even Griffin today, is just, you know, when you know they're going to troll, they just disrespect it. It's just, you know, it's just what it is. But the drafts are just a huge thing. And then, you know, late game and just early game, but. It's just, you know, it's a lot more, but that's just really the basis of what I look in for VODs. So you're looking more at, like, you focus heavily on draft. I think we've all said we pay attention to the draft in differing weights. Yeah. Uh, I, I, 
and you you want to look at what what's the progression of this team from like four weeks ago until now? Like, are they improving? Yeah. Are they getting worse? Are they due for regression? Are they due for progression? Like, yeah, because if you look at other teams like a hundred thieves, they it's not like they're like progressing. It's just I feel like they're just just picking different comps just to do it. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Or like other teams are are actually just building their comps up into their play style. Yeah, hundred thieves literally look like they're flailing, but we'll we'll get we'll get into that later. Uh, Chris, how do you look yeah. at VOD review? No problem. Yeah, I'll probably keep it short because I have the least amount of experience of understanding the whole game, and I'm learning. This is how my uh, using the VOD is to kind of formulate my idea, what I'm seeing, and then matching it up what you guys are talking about, what John's going to talk about, what Calvin's going to talk about, what Zing is going to talk about in their pods about the style and how the execution is being done, and do they match? And the games also give me a context of how did they get to that point? How did they get to that, those kills? Were they leading? Were they um, making a comeback? And all of that. And so I tend to pay attention to a lot of things as I watch through them. Uh, goal difference, time, of, uh, when do they go for the neutral objective? So I'm, I'm trying to make these things checklists off my head. Are, are the teams meeting their winning conditions? So that's kind of um, where I'm wanting to look. And so more so... It's just the execution of it, and uh, if I don't have time, I will go to highlights. I will say highlights are not as helpful. I think this is one of the questions we have in our chat. Yeah. Um, but they, it's a time saver, and then I have, again, I can go through my checklist of what are the teams doing. Are they team fighting well? Because those are what the highlights are going to focus on, the team fights, the big plays. Uh, are teams better at layering their, um, their abilities, their CCs, or are they kiting away from death more easily and some of these things are consistent with their style which i think are translatable and some of the things i can write off as a fluke so certain teams are dying more so in one lane early on and i don't think i can trust that for the next game because that's not how they play whereas some teams yes they'll consistently die in the top lane huni is my favorite guy to pick on yeah and so uh it gives me uh sort of like picking up my one-offs for the dfs component yeah and i know we've we've each done uh, I don't know. I know John's done material on how he does VOD reviews. Uh, Chris, I don't know if you have, but but I've I've definitely done a video that I said was going to be short and ended up being two hours long. You can find it on my YouTube. But like that, if you want to get a glimpse into like my mind and how I'm like processing things in the moment, that's actually a good view. Uh, I'll try to put the link in the show notes too. But that'll be give you a good idea of like what I'm looking at because I there's a lot going on that I like can't communicate like quickly so i'll say i'll spare you the time now but if you you want to check that out I'll, I'll shoot a link over to you guys i have one slight add-on on that topic just a slight one mm-hmm. um i have people ask me a lot of time like how you how would you get into doing this for a living this would be my advice if you wanted to try to bet league for a living i mean I, you need the money but if you want to try to do it for a living here's what i would do i would focus on one region for your very for your first split pick one region get to know what they're drafting, get to know their average game times, get to know how quickly games are ending. One of the hardest things about betting when you're watching all the regions is how variant they are from region to region. Understanding that like if a team takes a Kalista Olaf comp in China, it's not that bad. But if they take a Kalista Olaf comp in North America, it's awful. Yeah. And so it really, really helps to concentrate when you're starting on one region and betting in draft, especially the, a huge percentage of my bets go in during the draft. 
I see a team in North America lock in a Callista and I instantly bet their opponent. Yeah. And you can do that a lot more efficiently when you're focused on one region and how their metagame is playing and what's been successful there. So that would be my advice if you're just trying to start off and you want to, you're thinking two years from now, you want to try to do this for a living. Start off with one region yeah. and really learn it. Don't try to bet every region right off the bat. Yeah, it's it's I mean, that that could be a whole set. We could do that as a topic too. Actually, is just how difficult it is. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I think that's okay. So that's like a general. Uh, that's like the the general overview of how we each kind of approach VOD review, and I mean that's that's my bread and butter. I'd say that's honestly like ninety percent of what I do. Like that carries the most weight. I obviously incorporate stats and, and stuff when I can, but for me, VOD review is like 90% of what I'm looking at. Uh, John, percentage for you? Uh, VOD review, 50, 60%. Calvin? Uh, 80%, yeah. Chris? Around 80, yeah. Okay, so yeah, it's it's a big deal. And we all look for different things, but there's certain things that, you know, we've, we've covered here just in just general layout that is uniform to all of us. So, uh, yeah, I hope that gave you guys a better idea. We'll try to pick one for next week to a good opening topic for next week, but we have a slate to get to guys. We have a lot of games this weekend. Another big weekend. Start with the LCK Friday, the 15th. Got two games. We've got King zone minus 1250. The minus 1.5 is at minus 250 at, it can only be one team, guys. Who is it? <laughs> the sad plane. The sad. Hey, hey, hey! They, they got glad right now. They got glad, <laughs> man. So Jin Air is uh, plus six forty two, plus one point five. Is that pl- you get plus one eighty five odds for Jin Air to take a game here? Unfortunately, they're not going to. Yeah, I don't think so. Let's not I don't think they are. Especially because so, uh, I talk a little bit about this in the the blog post I'm going to put up later tonight, but. Right, we and we talked a little about this before the cast went on too. But King Zone, Hanwha Life, and Damwon are all like neck and neck fighting for that the the fourth and fifth playoff spots. So, fourth and fifth, yeah, fourth and fifth. So, and so so King Zone is eight and five. Hanwha's eight and five. Damwon's eight and six. Uh, spoiler for the next game, Damwon play Hanwha Life. But the point I'm making is Kingzone do have to win this game, and game differential could be a factor. So in situations like this, where there's actually an incentive for them to 2-0 and not just win the series, I absolutely love betting the handicap, but it's it's a little out of range for this. If this gets down to anything under 200, I'll be on it, but it's a little too pricey for me otherwise. Yeah, I agree. Okay, on to the next one. <laughs> Any, anybody on Jin Air? Just to... It could happen. No, oh, stop happen. it with the it could happen. Stop it. <laughs> all right, so, all right, well, all right, all right Devil's Advocate then. Momentum into it. No. Devil's Advocate then. So so justify Jin Air if you're going to pick Jin Air. I'm not picking Jin Air, but I'm just saying in general. Well, obviously it can happen. Jin Air. For some reason, it could happen. Jin Air do have side selection. And that's about it. Uh, okay. Uh, the next match tomorrow, we have Damwon, minus 156 against Hamad Life, plus 122. The handicap is plus 185 for Damwon to 2-0. This is a really important match for both these teams. This is basically, again, we talked about this a little before the show started, but this is basically playoffs for these, like, for Hamad Life especially, because Hamad Life's got a really tough schedule the rest of the way. Hamad Life have to win this game. I want to say Hanwha. 
but I think Dam One's the overall better team. It's just Dam One's. I I don't know if Dam One's preparing for not just this game, but just for the end of the split. Uh, just playing different guys the past what like three past like two and a half weeks. So I don't know if that's their downfall or if not. But that but hasn't really been a detriment to them though. Like it's been. I mean, I, f- I feel like it has a little bit, especially last series, but. I think you're right. Overall, it has it because I feel like just, I don't know. They just really haven't played anyone good besides last series, I guess. That's but that's a fair point. Hanwa, if we Hanwa is neck and neck with them, and I think Hanwa is just good in general. Besides, I guess their jungler and I think Temp's gonna start mid lane. I believe, right? Yeah, I I, I haven't seen anything yet, I, so I don't I know. Have to, I mean, it has to be. So, just to paint this like for people a little bit, like. Basically, what we're deciding between here, because like this is actually a bettable money line. Oh, John left, by the way. Uh, I'm assuming he'll get back on, so we'll just keep going. But uh, so so to me, this is a bettable money line. I'm gonna be like moderate on Damwon tomorrow, and I'm also gonna be on the money line because I actually think there's value. The way I look at it, there's the way I look at it. Damwon are enough better that they can make. They should be able to 2-0 this. Like, to me, to me, Damwon are, like, a tier better. Like, they're in that tier with Kingzone and SK Telecom and, I guess, Sandbox, where they're, like, those guys are all clearly better than the rest of the league and Hanwha. And then Hanwha's, like, in their own tier after that, where Hanwha's, like... To me, Hanwha's clearly the number six team. Like, I don't think they're better than the top five. I don't think they're worse than the seven through ten. Like, they're clearly better than seven through ten. They're just not as good as the top five. The question is... Do we feel confident they can take a game in a must-win situation? Because that's what the, that's where the real question comes up. So John looks like John's back. John, do you think in a desperation situation, even though I think we all pretty uni- universally agree that that Don Juan's a better team, is Hamwa capable of taking a game in this series? Like, and w- is it enough so that you would actually like, you know, the mon- the money line here, or not the Dan Juan handicap? Uh. I, th- I definitely think Hanwha Life can win a game in the series. I mean, they, they're they going to bring out whatever they've got. I agree. Whatever the best strategy they have, whatever the trickiest, weirdest thing they've got is, it's coming out for the series. And so I I don't think I'd take the damn one minus 1.5 in this. I think this is going to be a competitive series, and Hanwha could win it. I mean, Hanwha could win it. I I, I think they're, they're, they're not they're, – to me, they're clearly not as good, but they could definitely win the series. They're like the next best team in the LCK. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So uh, yeah, I was just saying, like, they're clearly the number six. Like, they're very firmly in that number six spot. But they could play spoiler and get into the playoffs. Like, who knows? Um, any DFS angles on tomorrow for either of these games? I know typically Jinair is on. Unex- Jinair is like the team you you play the team against, but not the players, right? Yeah. Generally speaking, don't want to play players against Jinair. I kind of like. Hanwha, I kind of like Hanwha Dam Life like either like uh, yeah. I'm mixed up Hanwha Dam One for either side because if these teams are just going to be going all out on each other, th- see, there's two to me. There's like two ways this series can go, right? It's either just a complete slugfest and they're they're both throwing the kitchen sink at each other, or they're both really really conservative because they're like scared because their season's on the line. I, I think. think- oh, no, sorry. Uh, we'll get there soon. But I honestly don't think you have to go there. Maybe that's just me because I believe that a certain underdog is going to win. But in the, that's yeah. not in the LCK. 
I think there's almost no chance that I would play Damwon on this slate. Mm. But if you think Hanwha Life could win, I think Hanwha Life would be fine. As long as you get the right players in the right lineup. Yep. I didn't even see the salaries yet. I don't actually don't mind having an LCK <clears throat> as part of my lineup built tonight. Um, I mean, I'll just I'll tell you guys because I haven't I haven't put my blog post out yet, but I'm I'm on Dam One money line for three units and the handicap for a unit and a half. I think Dam One's enough better, and I I, I I'm fully aware of the you know the Hanwa's backed into a corner. They're gonna throw everything they've got at this situation. I just think Dam One's enough better. That's reasonable. So, I think I, and, I don't I don't hate it. It's just not what I'm gonna make. Yeah, I got you. Um, Saturday we have. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday, yeah, the the the, the dogs oh, heard it. Yeah. Out for blood, a freak of freaks, plus one thousand seventy-five. Yikes! Against Griffin, minus five thousand. Just so you guys know, the implied odds on minus five thousand is ninety-eight percent. Is Griffin ninety-eight percent to win this series? I actually kind of think they are. I don't think anyone's ever ninety-eight <laughs> percent. I think it caps out at like ninety. We just saw we just saw Griffin lose to Gen G. That's true. Why can't they? Better than Afrika, to be honest. I don't, dude. I don't. Yeah, but like, I think Afrika have better players than Gen G. I think Gen G is better, but Afrika could definitely bust out something weirder than Gen G that could maybe just surprise them. You know, I mean, they're not going to win, but ninety-eight percent is a little high. So is plus ten seventy five enticing, dude? It it's plus two thirty six for a freaker to take a game. That's totally reasonable. Griffin don't really have a whole lot to play for. You could totally make you could totally make an argument for a freaker to win a game. The first seed because the yeah. the playoff the playoff yeah so they did a freaker no Griffin is or Griffin have I can check real quick even if like. SKT oh, right. ties with them. They all they have the head to head. Head to head. They won both so, games against yep. SKT. You're right. Which so, game are you looking at? I don't. I'm not seeing Griffin versus Afrika anywhere. On there. Did I write it down wrong? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. So, <laughs> uh, just across yeah, the board, no, any no, any no. love any love for Afrika or no? No. No. No one's touching this one. Not this time. No. I think I think it, so. Just real quick, because we're gonna bring this up a bunch of times over the rest of the slate. It's really, really tempting to ride the momentum of a bunch of underdogs winning like we've had this week. And this is kind of like the elephant in the room that none of us have talked about this <laughs> so far. But, like, it's really, really tempting to want to, like, ride that lightning, right? Like, can lightning strike a third time, right? You just got to look at it and be realistic about it. Now, this is a case where the odds are so far out of whack that maybe, like, it's not out of line. But just don't let it influence your decision-making. Yep. Um. Just keep in mind that as the season goes on, there's teams that have less of an urgency to win. There's teams that have, you know, the bad teams are going to improve also. So that is a factor. One of the most important things to keep an eye on right now, exactly like you're saying, keep in mind of who cares about winning these games and who doesn't, who is trying out their backups, who, you know, needs to not get fired by having their team win a few more games. Like, it's the same, it can be kind of the same as football. Like, some of these teams, if they spent money, like, their head coaches and stuff – probably want to get some wins right here to not look like Raleigh. complete morons. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So definitely keep in mind who needs to win, who doesn't need to win, who's testing out strats, you know. 
it was important in the cups as well at the beginning of the season. Some teams really cared about winning the cups, and some teams didn't care that much about winning the cups. So it says Griffin have clinched, but I don't know how they could have clinched yet. They're well, twelve and one in series. They're ten and four. If, if SKT wins out and they somehow lose out, they technically haven't clinched. Uh, right. By records, if SKT went out by records, they will be ahead of Griffin, and Griffin lose out. So in in the LCK, it's first series record, and the first tiebreak is game differential. Uh, so if SKT and Sandbox are both ten and four, Griffin's twelve and one in series. So it's it's not going to happen, but. They already, they already have that. They already have that. They're, they already have that. Their first seed. But anyway, it's whatever. Um, so next up, we have KT Rolster plus two thirty three against Sandbox minus three thirty three. The Sandbox handicap is plus odds at plus one hundred four. I see the plus one hundred four. Yeah, I think the plus one hundred four is solid. Sandbox feels like one of the teams in the league that really wants to be winning right now. Maybe yeah. more so than almost any other yeah. team. They really should be wanting to get wins right here. Yeah, Sandbox could with a win here. Sandbox could actually not literally completely out of reach, but they could they could really <laughs> separate themselves from King's Own Han One Damn One because they're already two games up with four series left to play. If they if they go if they go up to eleven wins, it's going to be really hard. For, none of those teams are going to win out, and they already have a really good game differential. So. They could yeah, also get the Sandbox second seed. Really they could also be fighting for the second seed against SKT. I'm sure you yeah. know no one's going to mind that because you got to remember be way more motivated than like SKT or Griffin. So for those that don't know, um, I don't know. Most people have been following the scene for a while, but those that don't know, Korea does things a little bit differently. Um, their playoff structure is that it's a five-team playoff. Uh, the first seed gets an automatic finals bid. Second seed gets an automatic semis bit, and it's like a gauntlet, right? So yeah. five plays four, four play the winner of that plays three, winner of that plays two, winner of that plays one in the finals, right? So seeding in Korea matters way more than like almost any other region, in my opinion. You could make the argument that it doesn't because if a team just gets hot at the right time, they can go on a run. <clears throat> Genji last year, uh, but that's the structure. So it's the seeding is arguably more important because you literally get a playoff by. For like a round by for every placement different you are, so there's a lot of incentive to to winning. So I sandbox is definitely going to be up for this game. Uh, KT Rolster, they they're just a mess, man. I I keep wanting to like this team, but the bot lane is just so bad. It, it's it's so frustrating. Uh, so you guys, everybody on sandbox two o here. Yeah, I like sandbox two o yep. quite a bit. Are we talking like heavy or light or in the I middle somewhere? Moderate. Yeah, fairly light, but I do like the bet. All right, I, I'm I'm light on it because I, I I do think KT Rolster are going to be fighting to get out of relegation also. So yeah, so that's the other thing to think about, right? Ooh, yeah, get fight out of relegation. That might have been, and you know what? That's something we might have just completely missed with Gen G. Is is that is like all all four of the bottom teams? There's a huge difference between six and seven. So all four of the bottom teams could legit get relegated. I mean, Jin Air is almost definitely, but like. So, like Genji, Afrika, and KT are all really close to each other, and they could all be in that nine spot. Now I think they're going to be better than any of the challenger teams, but I thought that last year too. And we see that the three challenger teams are stomping everybody now. So who knows? Uh, Sunday, Hanwha Life with their second match in three days. Keep that in mind. Uh, Hanwha Life against SK Telecom. Hanwha Life plus two seventy seven. SKT minus four seventeen. The SKT two zero is at minus one thirty three. I'll take the minus one thirty-three. I, I I will too. I'm gonna to be all over I that. I really like that. 
I will take the minus 133 if Hanwha loses to Damwon. If Hanwha beats Damwon, I think I would either bet Hanwha or avoid the match. Because SK so, Telecom doesn't need to win that. So, that yeah, but they, they do because, so, like, if Sandbox wins, right, the day before, I mean, I, I don't think they're going to be looking at it necessarily, but, like, if Sandbox wins the day before, Sandbox actually moves ahead of SKT into the number two spot. So I think just like the Sandbox KT situation, SKT is going to be incentivized to specifically 2-0. Now, I got in big trouble betting this way in China last year, but it's also China, not Korea. Korea tends to be a little more predictable. But... A team like SKT with, with veterans that have been there before, I think they're more likely to like test out different strategies for playoffs than point. to really care about like going in hard on Hanwha. That's a good if point, Hanwha, I guess. If Hanwha loses... To Damwon, I'll smash the SKT money line because Hanwha will basically be out of. A yeah, they're just going to be chance of making playoffs. So, uh, and Hanwha, we we've talked about this too. Hanwha's kind of been in this weird space where they're like, they don't want to completely punt the season and start rookies, but they also aren't necessarily like going full tryhard every match. But they have been the last like two matches, so. I'm going to be heavy on the SKT money line. The question is, so, like, just for an example here. So, like, say say Hanwha Life lose, right, against Damwon tomorrow. And this line goes up to SKT minus 160. Because everyone's, like, thinking the same thing. Is it still in range for you? Like, are you still going to be as heavy on it or not as heavy? Cause I think you need, you need to bet it during that match if you're going to bet it. That's <clears> probably <throat> but, what I would uh, do as well. Minus 160, I probably would still take Me if Hanwha loses to Damwon. Calvin, anything? No, hey, that sounds right. You just need to take it now. Chris, anything on this one? Are you on SKT 2-0 also? You take SKT 2-0. Yeah. Don't ask me about betting advice. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> Sunday, <laughs> Sunday, Sunday. We have Gen G plus one eighty seven. The Gelati Slayers are back against King Zone minus two fifty six. Go Gen G. I so I'm so yo. I'm gonna I'm gonna put this on the sheet now because I already put this bet in. But this is my pick of the week. Okay. I'm on. I'm, not- I'm on. I'm on King Zone minus one and a half here. Maybe they're losing, so fair enough. <laughs> I'm with Gelati on this one. Uh, Genji might be looking hot coming out of that last series, but <laughs> they did. All right, so Kingzone puts them in their place, I think. All right, look, before we talk about the LC, before we, we finish up with the LCK, can we we have to talk about the elephant in the room for just a little bit here? Genji beats Griffin this morning, right? I'll come out and say what I think, right? So I didn't think the first draft was bad. It was risky, but I didn't think it was bad because it was fundamentally sound. It just was risky. And they lost one fight, and that was it. They were way ahead in that game. They should have won that game. Now, I think it was disrespect to draft to basically run it back again in game two. That part was disrespectful. But game one, I didn't think it was disrespectful. I think they punted one fight, and they lost the game because of it. They were winning all three lanes. They were shoving. I was telling John, at one point in this game, they had... They were, like, solo pushing all three towers. They were getting turret platings with, like, just absolutely uncontested. They were smashing this game. And they just, they lost one fight, and then that, that bought enough time for the Vayne to scale up. So, I feel like that was yeah. the same thing with the second game. And uh, the second game was kind of the same thing, right? Where it was Basically, they pushed up mid, and then it was just one fight. Literally one fight, and Griffin lost. And, you know what, Genji just pushed into base. Yeah. It, and I do agree that Pawn and Defer way better than Fly. Not really, though, but I'm just saying, just in general. Yeah. Um, but Fly's 
got caught out too much. It would have been cleaner for Genji if Fly didn't get caught out too much, in my opinion. And that's their huge downfall. So that's why, you know, I just... I love Genji, but I do agree with you. Kingzone's going to win. I just, I just, you know. Yeah, Kingzone also gets side selection here. Yeah, so. I just want Genji to win because, you know, I'm a big fan of Peanut. And I feel ruler. bad for them, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. But John, really, you're on Kingzone also? Yeah, I don't think they're going to be as disrespectful. Uh, and and like we said before, like, sometimes a match just does should not change your opinions of the teams that were involved in it. That's exactly Especially what I said Especially how it played off. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Griffin versus Genji did not change my opinion of either team. There are some losses that, like, there was a 100 Thieves loss, like, two weeks ago that completely changed my opinion of 100 Thieves. Like, yeah. some losses should really change your opinion right. of a team, and some of them really shouldn't. And last night, I, I didn't feel like those teams changed at all in my yeah. mind. So we're going to, we're gonna speaking of uh, some losses not changing your mind on teams, I think uh, in the LPL, we all have one like that in the very first game. So the LPL tomorrow, the 15th, we have EDG. At Fun Plus, Edwards plus 170, Fun Plus minus 233. The Fun Plus 2.0 is at plus 134. I love wow. Edward Gaming here. The plus 170, baby. Yeah. That's my pick of the week, bro. Easy, easy, Dude, easy, yeah. easy, easy. I think we're all going to be in agreement on that. Edward, uh, I'm not worried about their last loss, Ooh, and shit. I'm very worried about FPX. From the, yeah. from, yeah. And I was worried about them when they were winning. The style that they were playing is Just not a style that – yeah, it's not a style that I think is going to lead you to be a consistently successful team over the course of the split. And now that it, when they got beaten, this is one of those losses that felt like people started to figure out yeah. how to beat them. Yeah. And Edward Gaming is the kind of team that's going to take that information and use it. Yeah, I and hate I like DFS purpose because while well, actually you know, reading some other places, a lot of people are on FPX, mm-hmm. not naming names. <laughs> you know what I mean? But <laughs> I really think I mean, I uh, EDG has their main starters back. Iboy's back from being sick. I think he's okay to go. And EDG is just grossly underpriced on DraftKings, dude. Yeah, it's grossly insane. It's insane how, like, one bad series completely, like, everyone just, like, it's like everybody sold their stock on this team off of one yeah. series against LGD. Like, I, I don't... Were people not watching the five, like, the, the rest of the season? Like I think this, that's what Chris, Chris did say the same exact thing. Like, if you were the if you watch LPL for the first time and watch that series, you know what I mean. You would, you would think EDG is probably the worst team. Yeah. Ever. So I get I get I get the reaction to it, but I mean we, we were on the show last week, like literally last week. All of us were saying, I mean me especially, I was all over them, but like I was saying EDG legit looked like the best team in the LPL. Maybe their record wasn't showing it, but they they like. The last few weeks, they looked like the best team in the LPL, and then they went and laid that dud. But they legit looked really good. So we're we're not saying Fun Plus is bad. What we're saying is EDG are way way underrated here, and yeah, Fun Plus. Why they lost is because I'm not. It's not Hope's fault to be honest. Clearly, played absolutely terrible. Yeah, like I just. Iboy and Hope are just two different players. Yeah, and you just really can't. Also, and, how often is Clearlove going to have that bad a series? Exactly. Once every hundred series, right? Like, and exactly. and to me, like, we already kind of touched on it, but like, Fun Plus have—I don't want to say they've been—they had the kind of losses where it was figured out. Like, they clearly don't know yet how to deal with the Wimby being taken out of the game, right? So, it's not to say that they can't figure something out. They definitely could. As a matter of fact, they probably do have something cooked up. I just am willing to bet against that. 
Especially at these odds. I, I love EDG tomorrow. I'm going to be pretty heavy on them. That's my lock, yep. Yep, quite like Chris, EDG. You guys got me convinced. And it's <laughs> and it's and it, it, it lines up. I've been listening to any LPL content out there, and even uh, Raz was saying OnePlus has one style, and they were not adapting, so they got figured out. It might look great that they won against IG. I have no idea. I have, might have to go back to that game. But yeah. TOP just quickly figured out, oh, we, all we have to do is shut down Dwayne B and the rest will have to figure out how to yeah. win the game and it did not happen and not let them drag you into the mud that's what yeah. FPX was doing they're very so well. good at that they they're were dragging so teams into the mud with them to these dirty skirmishes where everything's weird and people are coming from all angles dude, and they were doing that very well dude fun plus are like vitality on steroids <laughs> like seriously yeah. they're they're just yeah. like a better vitality it's kind of crazy uh so we all love edg there uh, yep. Next up, we got IG minus fourteen twenty nine <laughs> against Vici plus six forty seven. The uh, the the handicap the the IG two O is minus two seventy. It's out of range for me. I so all right. Look, Vici have have taken some games off of good like good teams this season. That's like been their their calling card, right? Is they they've been like not upset kings, but they break. They're like the the sweep breakers, challenge right? You. They're not game three all the time because like they've lost to bad teams too. But if I was gonna bet this game, if I like this going back to my gun to my head series from back in the day, if I was yeah. gonna bet this game, I would actually bet Vici money line. Really? I think I, if I had to bet this game, I think that's what I'd bet because IG is completely capable of losing to anybody. They're a great yeah. team, but they're completely capable of losing to anybody. They take weeks off, and I think if Vici wins one game then their odds of winning a second one are good enough that I'd rather have plus 650 on the money line than having plus 189 on winning one game. I'm going to check and see. I'm not going to bet it. But if I was going to bet this, I think I would bet VG plus 650. I'm actually going to check and see what the game one odds are because that might be a spot. Because I think if they're going to win, I agree with you, like they could win two if they they take the first one. If they win one, what are their chances of winning the second one? 40%, 30%. 40%, 30%. I mean, I'd rather take the plus 650 on 30% of winning the second game. If IG looks serious, then it's scary for other teams, especially, especially for VG. But if you can tell by the draft and just live, I don't know, I guess you wouldn't be able to live better after they take game one, huh? Yeah. Oh, this is one of those down in the mud games, too, because IG doesn't care. Yeah, well, IG, IG really will willing. This is it's it's kind of weird. It's like a double edged sword because that's what makes them so great and what makes them so bad sometimes at the same time, right? Is IG, IG just want to smash you playing whatever you do. Like they don't care what it is. Oh yeah, right? they're like Anderson Silva. Anyone who ever yeah, them yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Where it's like a streak of just like if you were a grappler, he submitted you. If you were a knockout yep. guy, he knocked you out. And that's that's like what IG is like. Yeah, and like they really, really want to demoralize. Like that's just how they play. But they sometimes get a little too ambitious, right? Even for yeah. like a team that won worlds, right? Like they get a little too ambitious about things. It's like not a the LPL is competitive, and the LPL has individual players that can actually hang, right? Yeah. So and, and that's why they won worlds though, because the style that they play is low floor, high ceiling, yeah, and maybe one of the highest ceilings, if not the highest ceiling in the world. Yeah, and but like when they're playing well, too. when they're playing well, they can beat anybody doing anything, which is yeah. extremely scary. But it also means they punt games to VC sometimes. You know so. <laughs> so, yeah. That's actually a really good point that you made where they play other people's play style, as you said, which 
I think makes IG really strong when it comes to international. Will make yeah, because they can do everything. It's yeah. It's basically they're practicing and the main stage. They don't care if they win or lose, dude. You see them; they just smile, yeah. or whatever. But they're playing different styles. They're playing their opponent's style in order to adapt when it when when you know it really counts. Yeah. And you know what? You guys really did actually. You know, I never never even thought about it. This is a good spot for maybe DFS plays too. Like Vici would yeah. be a good dog because <laughs> they're like one of the cheaper ones on there. Yeah. They're definitely gonna, they're going to be dirt cheap. If you're playing a tournament that has the capability to have a high ROI, then yeah, you could take Vici. But like, if you're playing a 15 man hundred dollar yeah, tournament or whatever, no. don't put Vici in your lineup. No, yeah. <laughs> this is this is like big GPP play. I'll go yeah. for the eight, the eight dollar. Yeah, and the eight dollar pop those. Pop I'll those be in on this. In <laughs> all right, Saturday. So we're all on. I don't. It's. Is anybody actually going to bet this? Because I actually think I'm. I, I don't like betting against IG, but I, I might put a unit on Vici plus 1.5. I might. Why not? I might oh, do like one. Play. I might do one on the handicap, half on the on the money line because it's not out of range. I might play VG tomorrow in DFS too. Who knows? Saturday, <laughs> victory yeah. five minus 154 against WE plus 106. God damn it, Victory 5. God damn it, Victory God 5. Yes, thank you. Nothing yeah. else is wrong with you. I'm so happy. You're a good team. Fed Yo, fed I was on Team Fenfen. Team Fenfen. Stop fed this fed garbage. Fed. I love you for that. Chris Losing is on Team Fenfen. Are you kidding me? Uh, come on, man. <laughs> team Fenfen. Let's go. So, it, I kind of knew this going into that, that, that pick that Victory 5 have been – I'll just tell you guys straight up. So, I've had seven picks of five-plus units this year. Like, you call them hammer plays or locks or whatever you want to call them, right? But, like, I've had f- I've had seven plays. Three of them have been victory five. Yeah. They're I really, really, really want to make it a fourth here. <laughs> I'm 100% happy to make it a fourth. I'm, God damn it, victory five. Dude. You're good I, enough to win these fucking games. Too I'm trying – like, I'm going to try to stay disciplined and not be gun-shy here because the, the correct move is, is the 2-0. Plus 192 is obscene. Like that's, I, I agree. Those are such good odds. Now, and I'm going to bet it. So the counter-argument is that WE have looked okay recently. Okay is like the best that they've looked. I think it's just the, Mystic. The metagame is really good for Mystic, and they have side selection in this. So, I, I mean, it's it, that's going to scare you off the 2-0, but I think Victory 5 are the better team by a mile here. I, really I know the mean- records don't show that, but this is, again, like – an example of us having an evaluation and sticking with it as opposed to I totally agree. I don't think WE really has a better player at any position. You could argue like mystic against Y4 is an, is an that's argument. That's like, that's even. Yeah. I could see corn against ZAs is close for me. I think corn's played pretty well. Yeah. Maybe the jungle, but I, I don't think WE has a clear advantage at any position on the map. I don't think so either. I think victory five, or just Genu a more decisive way better team. than Poss. Yeah, I agree. I they could like... straight up win two zero straight through Jinu. No, Jinu is better than Poss. I don't. No, think. I no, I agree, but I just feel like, man, dude, I know it sounds stupid, but I feel like Jinu is just a one trick dude, man. Maybe, maybe two champs, but you're an he's not. He's <laughs> not, dude. He's literally. Man, I'm gonna pull this man, up now because Jinu and then dude W is winning. Sorry. So all right, so Calvin's on WE. 
Are you going to be like heavy on the money line, or just like you're just Bro. not going to touch this game and you think because you think I'm, W is going to win, you're just not going to DFS? I'm going to touch it. I'm going to probably throw a couple of units on W money line. Really? Yes. So you feel that you feel that strongly about it? Like you think they're just going to be? J- I, let me just I'll just counter argument for you. Jinu has played. You just played eleven. Victory five are like three and like two hundred. Who has they beat? Nobody. They've beaten. That's a that's a good point. That's a really good point actually. Their wins are against Rogue Warrior. Their their wins are against the bottom four teams in the LPL. Rogue Warriors two zero, LGD two zero, Vici two one, OMG two zero. That's a good point. And I think I group W. Okay, I don't think you guys group WE with V five. So you put you you put them in the same tier then. Yes. Okay. So that that makes more sense. So like, what is that tier like? All right. So we should we should just go through this now. Well, because because... LCOG looks like their ass. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'm surprised because you know what that that BLG game was crazy. You know, Sunina has looked better, but I don't know if I can call them climbing up. I think next year, actually, next game they should win, in my opinion. But so. Let's just quickly go because I, I think we mostly agree, but there's going to be a couple teams different. So I think we can quick go through this, right? LPL tiers. I think IG Top Sports, RNG EDG, and I still think Fun Plus is in that tier. They're just a little more one dimensional sure. than those other teams. They're the they're they're the top five, right? I know Billy Billy's been really really good, but do we all still agree that those yeah, those, those are five, five are better? Yeah. Yep. Do we all agree that Billy Billy six? Yes. Yeah. Like right now. Uh, yeah. Tentatively. Because I think they are. Hey, I think they're. Cl- I think they're. They're six. JDG's looking good. So net after. So in the same tier as Billy Billy. Do we think Billy Bill is clearly better than the rest of the rest of the groups, or do we think they're kind of in the same hodgepodge that's in the middle with like JDG, Sino Dragon, Victory Five, Sooning, all the and WE? I think BLG's better than those teams. Are they better enough to like separate them by a decent enough margin? I think so. Calvin, do you think so? Um, Calvin thinks JDG is the best team in the LPL. <laughs> no, Calvin he thinks deals with him. That's that's me, man. Calvin, <laughs> ba- Beishong, Calvin is just Beishong's piece I'm on the side. Beishong. That's all. I, I have the Beishong fan club, so that's Ooh. why I'm super biased. So but no, I think JDG. I think like I what's that? Like, so Calvin, what's that? What is that next tier to you? And where does the cutoff happen? Um, do I really want to count Sooning as a mid-tier? I kind of do. That's my question. Do I want to count them as a mid-tier team at this point? But I really do think... I think BLG is in a different tier. So they're in like 1.5? They're like 1.5 and the rest of these teams are like B- or 2 or whatever? Because I still believe in ADD. They're good. They look really good. Um, I know they just slipped up a little bit, but it ha- It really does happen. Yeah. Um, I do like JDG. I just fe- and I know John hates him. I just <laughs> hate him. But you have to give this man credit. I love him. But you have to give this team credit. Actually, Yagao's been really, really good. And Yagao has been playing well. That team actually has been playing decently well. Uh, then I guess I'll put B5 and WE, to be honest with you. I know so, it's, Sino it's Dra- what about Sino Dragon? No, dude. Honestly, so you're all you're off Sino Dragon. Oh, now I'm off Sino Dragon. John, are you still on the Sino Dragon train? 
the team doesn't exist as far as I'm concerned. Oh man. <laughs> Out of the map. So, so Chris, what do you, so Chris, what so if Chris, you have to tear this out. Who who are the mid-tier teams in China? And, yeah, so can you name the names again so I can follow? So them? Billy Billy, uh JDG, Sino Dragon, Victory 5, Sooning. I'll I'll put WE as a question mark here. Okay. Um I'm giving Sooning every chance to climb from right. there. Uh, and it, and this will depend on the next game if they showed up well, showing up well. I see good signs of progress. I think they can match Billy Billy um, at the end of the season. I don't know how many games they have left, but there is a chance for them to climb up there. If not, then yes, Billy Billy is the next, um, the top of that tier. Okay, so next we have like JDG. No, I'm just uh, you're off JDG. You know what? I've, I've watched their games. Most of their wins is is not repeatable. Yeah, I'd agree with that. That, that so JD JDG are weird because I I don't normally like teams that find oh they find a way to win they're clutch <laughs> or whatever. I always hate that narrative because you're like you said it's not repeatable, right? But they are getting it done. Two and the, God, bro. The two and the God. middle of the table is really competitive this year, so maybe it does mean something. But I, I, I am the lowest on them of all the mid-tier teams, believe it or not. Uh, uh, Sign of Dragon, Victory 5, and WE. I might have uh, JDG ahead of B5. Okay, so – and then uh, – so – and then the bottom five, I think, are we – so – the only other question mark really is Snake. Is Snake clearly worse than? They're the bottom team. I don't. Yeah, I don't I, care I, how they won that one. Snake have yeah. eleven wins, man. I think Snake is the is the number one team of the bottom tier. I agree. Uh, and I actually think Sunning is like for me, Sunning is like a clear seventh. I think BLG is sixth and Sunning is seventh. You just think they're like trending up? They're in the process of that right now, so there's probably value to be gained from that, which like we it. will get to in just a minute because I yes, think this we is will. your pick. So we're getting a little <laughs> bogged down in this, but like, so there's a little bit of debate here. Is the point I'm making? I don't have WE in this tier, but like, I'm kind of coming around to the idea of it because they've been better recently and the metagame's good for them. So you got to kind of plant your flag wherever you're going to plant it. We've talked we talked about this like every, oh, it seems like every episode. Like part of Part of capping is, and really playing DFS too is you you gotta you gotta know ahead of time because if you're if you're getting on it too late it doesn't matter right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you gotta like kind of plant your flag and make a decision. And if you're wrong, you're wrong. If you're right, you're right. And you just gotta be accurate. <laughs> I have so, a point one units at sixty five to one on WE to win the LPL this split. So, so go WE. Can, yeah, go go WE. All right, so we were on victory five WE before we got bogged down there. I'm. Slowly being convinced off of this being heavy, but I'm almost definitely going to bet the victory five money line for sure. Calvin's on WE money line. John, victory five minus one point five. Yeah, that sounds good. Wait for that four AM tweets by me. So, God. Uh, <laughs> next up, next up, we have another minus five thousand favorite. Uh, <laughs> we have Rogue Warriors plus eight nineteen against Top Sports minus five thousand. I'm not touching this with a 19 and a half foot long pole i'm just not i wish they didn't do this ridiculous juice like give me rogue warriors plus four thousand i'll I'll lock that shit in right away give me rogue warriors if you give me rogue warriors like 1500 i would take that 
Yeah, if you're gonna make top minus five thousand, give me Rogue Warriors that are reasonable. Give me. I mean, Rogue Warriors do. Rogue Warriors, for what it's worth, Rogue Warriors do got to be feeling pretty good right now. Oh yeah, they do. Shoot, yeah. I mean, they um, just beat. They just beat RNG with a guy that literally played one scrim as a support. <laughs> dude, I don't know. I just have no comments. I, just, I mean, it, dude, it's plus one ninety five for them to take a game. I'm not doing it. I'm not buying yeah, I'm not it. I, I, yeah. I never. This is exactly the kind of spot. This is again like what we talked about earlier, where you want to ride that wave of up like underdogs that have been winning and upsets this weekend, but like the reality of it is, it's not going to happen. So yeah, in before it, in, be, in before it happens tomorrow, I'll be smashing Luigi in DFS lineups. So <laughs> uh, next up, we have JDG minus three hundred three at Sooning plus one ninety seven. That's your pick of the week. What? JD Gaming is not minus 303 against any team in the world. They're not minus 303 against, against Rogue Warriors. Academy. <laughs> Would they be 303 against Rogue Warriors? I think I might take CLG Academy. <laughs> if JD was minus 303. Ooh. There's like, there's I mean, no way this JDG's, line is still there, right? This is JDG's like is solid, but there's no way that they that they should be minus 303 and there's no way Sunning should be plus 197. This is already moved, by the way. This is now uh, minus two fifty six plus one sixty eight. Yeah, I so still I, I still love Sooning there. There's, I might actually be the reason the line moved. I locked that. They're like the same thing. They're like the same thing. Sooning's got more upside, like way more upside, and they have size selection here. Yeah. Sooning, also, the plus one point five at minus one sixty one seems like a lock. No, yeah, that was my like, bet of the week. Is the plus one ninety seven money line for Sooning for anybody who didn't catch that? That's good. Uh, uh we'll. We'll get around to this when we get to the picks of the week, but we've been really, really good, and I'll, I'll we'll get around to that. Let's finish up here. So we got Sunday. Uh, we have LGD minus 172 against ONG plus, one, uh, plus 119. Is LGD minus 172 favorites against, like, anybody? No. Uh, no. Uh, I mean, I, we've talked about this before, too. I, I made a killing betting bad teams last year. John, I know you like you have your, like, your specialty, like, pick 1 to 2 oh. Yeah. Which well, is, I think, this is moves. this is a perfect spot for that. I think the OMG two O feel. I don't, I don't know what the odds are off the top of my head, but that feel, this feels like a spot where that could be very viable. OMG at home, like they haven't. Been, I mean, they've been pretty bad, but they're they're OMG at least fight. Like they're a team that they never roll over. Like they they always have some fight in them. The OMG two O is plus two ninety four. Yeah, I think that's a reasonable bet. Yeah, the LGD two O is also plus one forty eight, so that's not even bad either if you like that. But I like OMG at home. They 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 haven't done anything really. I mean, they're they're dead last in the league right now. They're six and seventeen. Uh, I kind of think they're not, they're not that they're not as bad as a last place team usually is. I'll put it that way. I would like, agree with that. The bottom five teams, the bottom five teams are all pretty bad in the LPL, but they're not as bad as like they're not rogue. Right, mm-hmm. or Jin uh, Air. They're not Jin Air. Like this is a team that that can compete and they can take games. You could argue they've had a they've had a nightmare schedule. If you consider how well JDG's been playing the last couple weeks, so this is the last five for OMG has been one two against JD, O two against Fun Plus. They beat Sooning two to one, and they lost O uh, two to Sino Dragon, O two to Edward. So they've had a pretty tough schedule. Like not like. A nightmare, but that's a tough schedule, right? Yeah, this is definitely a winnable game. Pretty for solid. Them. Yeah, yeah. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be something light on this on probably the two O and the money line. OMG could definitely win this. Yep. 
totally agree. Calvin, Mr. LPL, what do you think? Uh, LGD's winning. Okay. I'm on OMG. LGD, so, like, how confident are you in that? Or are you just saying this just to be, just to be contrary? Really here? Big fan of Yuki. Big fan of Yuki. Is Yuki even going to play this series? They played Ian last series. Oh, not Yuki. Ian, sorry. MV- Ian, Ian of MVP <laughs> fame? Yeah. Who knows? I mean, Kramer's been having a pretty good season, all things considered. Yeah, Kramer's played all right. This team, it's I think funny. OMG sucks, man. I'm so high on them. The reason why I hate OMG is because I was so high on them early. And they just uh, me, and really and John were too. me and John were too. Me and John were too. Shitting on my heart. So is this Every just avenge? Is. This is just a vengeance bet. Like, yeah, it's the same too. That the reason why John doesn't play JDG. Okay, so all right, well, <laughs> let me let me put it to you this way then, Calvin. Are you gonna bet? Are you gonna bet LGD minus one seventy two? The two zero. No, oh, no, that's no, the money not, line. Oh, not the money line. I'm not gonna bet the money line. I'm I'm just gonna probably throw a unit into two zero. Why not? That's a uh, that's fair. I, I'm kind of in the same spot. Like either either side two zero, you could justify either yeah. side. I think yeah, LGD I has better LGD players. Bet. LGD could win two zero. I might just do yeah. one on both. It's plus odds both ways. You yeah. went out. There we go. Right? I like that. Yeah, yeah, not the money line, but right. definitely little arbitrage. Line. Right. I like that. In Sorry. before it's like a one two L- or two one LGD win. Right. <laughs> um, RNG minus five hundred against Billy Billy Gaming. Uh, the RNG two O is at minus one twenty. This is this is the game of the week for the LPL. I think this is a really interesting one. Because really surprised to see this be so heavy. The minus five hundred plus two eighty eight. Yeah, but look at the ha- the handicaps are like they're both minus one. They're minus one twenty yeah. for the minus one point five, and Billy Billy plus one point five is minus one nineteen. Hmm. I'm surprised to see this be so heavy. I think like, this is almost definitely a three-game series. I don't know. Maybe RNG just smashed Billy Billy back to reality, right? Billy Billy have been so good, and I think they are a good team, but RNG is, is kind of on a different level when they want to be. The question is, are they going to want to be here? Like, Yeah, this is a tough one for me to bet. My, my mind wants to bet the plus 288 for Billy Billy, but I don't think I'll actually bet it. Yeah, I... My it, like, yeah, gun gun to my head. I my gut tells me RNG minus one point five. Yeah, but I Billy Billy's been really really good, like really good. And RNG has had some shocking series. There, I mean, their last series was shocking. They yeah, were, that's they were true. Not good in that series. That said, <laughs> it's like the Tom Brady New England Patriots SK yeah. Telecom thing, where it's like, yeah, they lost. That means I really really want to bet them the next series because. <laughs> This is their first game after they lost their RW rating. Yeah. 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 I'm, so I, I think I probably just don't bet. I mean, they get a couple. They get a long. They get a lot of days off. But they play when they play Wednesday, and they don't play until Sunday. Jeez, this team didn't even play that much before the break. Chris, are you a BLG fan right now? Or? I am not a BLG fan. Uh, sucks. <laughs> uh, I I'm I'm probably gonna be. I'm probably going to be light on RNG handicap, but I haven't like done the full research on this yet. This is this is an interesting. This is definitely a popcorn game for real. Yeah, definitely interesting. Yep. Uh, next up, last game of the slate for this weekend, we have Fun Plus minus seven sixty nine at Sino Dragon plus three eighty four. The uh, Fun Plus two O is at minus one fifty nine. Sino Dragon dead to John. I know that. Wow. Uh, I might be interested in picking up yeah, Sino Dragon I here if FPX keeps thing. crashing. Like plus three eighty four is pretty heavy, especially if FPX lose their next match. Like know. if Fun Plus, so all right, this is one where where we we look at how Fun Plus plays, right? The, the odds might move a little bit, but like, what's the most it's going to move, right? Sound of Dragon goes like to like two hundred or something. 
if they lose the same way they've been losing, I, yeah, so that exactly. so that Dino Dragon can look at the trend and go, okay, well, we know how to beat them now. Like if they if they keep losing the same way, the Dino Dragon plus three eighty four feels pretty good. Yeah, uh, I I'm gonna be in on this even if it goes like even if Fun Plus loses and this goes down to like two fifty or something, I'll probably try the money line. Maybe not heavy, but. Because again, like if they keep losing the same way, like then it's a problem. Like it's already a problem. Like they've been exposed. I, I don't want to see how they adjust. They got to play two games this weekend. These two tough games for them. Like yeah. you got to think, you got to think they're going to be prepping for EDG. But I don't. I, I love Sino Dragon. I love the spot for Sino Dragon too. The odds are because they don't. Because they don't. They don't play. They're another team with a lot of time off and home field advantage. And Fun Plus has played at EDG. Or they got they got to play EDG on Friday. Like this is this is a good like this is a good spot. Like if you want totally to talk like all that kind of thing, but so I'm gonna be on Sino Dragon here. Uh, Calvin. Yeah, Sino Dragon. Is the value's too good, right? Chris, you said no. Was that just for betting purpose? You're going with game theory here. Well, betting and DFS, I like them both. Oh no. Is so like Sino Dragon might be the chalk, right? No, 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 they won't. They won't be chalk because everyone's like. I feel like everyone's gonna be on that because they're gonna be so cheap, and they have. I mean, maybe not. Maybe I'm overselling people's intelligence. People aren't gonna walk away from one of the top teams in the league against the kind of completely unknown team that no one cares about, like Sino Dragon. Especially if Fun (laughs) is gonna lose, as we expect them to this uh, tomorrow. People are gonna be off them. They have other choices. They have SK. They have. Uh, telecom they have king zone they have lgd omg whichever side yeah that's the coin flip game and then they have rng so you have a lot of choices and avoid this one yeah i don't think sino dragon so, chalk at all so that might fun. be so maybe fun plus will be like the gpp play because be. everyone will be, be off them especially. right yeah just a thought just a thought just a thought this is why you need to pay attention to what happens before and then exactly look ahead. Look ahead. exactly uh europe um What's this week eight or week nine? This is week. Oh, this is the last week. Last this week? is the last week. This is week nine. So John's weekly LEC update. LEC is my favorite league. Yeah, so I love giving the LEC breakdown. I'll say the same thing I do every week. I, I'm gonna defer more to you guys for the the Western regions because I've I follow them and I'm aware of what's going on. I've watched all the games, but you guys are like way more dialed into it than I am. So LEC my favorite region. I'll kind of I've always loved it. I'll kind of just guide you guys through this. So Friday we have Origin minus two hundred, Shaka plus one fifty. John, you like Shaka? I don't. Thank God, dude. <laughs> I definitely Thank like God. Origin to win, but the the exciting part about this is, if Shaka wins that game, they're they're in the playoffs basically. Yep. Yes. I mean, they're not gonna lose. Uh, it's not likely they're gonna lose to Rogue. No. So this is a huge game for Shaka. Mm-hmm. If they can beat Origin, they're basically guaranteed playoffs. And Origin is already. Oh, we want to roll these scenarios this week. I'm just gonna pull it up. Uh, Essentially, th- this is the bare bones. This is a very easy thing to break down. Either SK or Shulka is going to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If Shulka goes 2-0, they're in 100%. If okay. they go 1-1, one one, SK needs to go 2-0. So if Shulka can just win one game, then they force SK to have to beat Vitality on, si- on Saturday. Got it. Which is almost, you know, that's a very tough matchup. Yeah. So Shulka just needs one win this weekend to give themselves a very good chance of being in the playoffs. But I think what's going to happen, we look at these first two games, Schalke's going to lose to Origin, SK is going to beat Rogue, and then we're going to go into Saturday with those two teams tied. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a real coin flip on that last day. 
I think I think one of the more interesting things, just like looking at it now, is that like you have two, three, and four all have ten wins. So like Splice Vitality and Origin are all going to be battling for like again like the seeding matters a little bit. Like the two seed matters a lot. Yeah, the spoiler. I will. Yeah, they can they can mix up their seeding a little bit, but there's three teams. I technically Misfits can make the playoffs. The problem is the very last game of this weekend is Misfits G2, and they have to win that game if they want to make the playoffs. And but G2's, like, already clinched, right? Like, G2's already clinched. Like, they can't yeah, possibly... Yeah, but G2 would rather just shit all over Soaz and Fabivan and especially, send them like, Especially gonna... considering that they've had, like, kind of a weird past couple weeks. They might want to, like, get right before the playoffs. And this is the I, I team they'd want to do it to, too. Arrogant veterans. Like, fair. this is who G2 would definitely just want to shit on. That yeah. The playoff hopes. Calvin, what do you got? Mikey X is hurt. He's got, he he's got bad wrist problems. Yeah. It's Promise Q coming in. Yeah. So I kind of talked about that on my show yesterday uh, with the League Rundown guy. And uh, apparently there's a history between G2, Fnatic, G2, Misfits. So they're probably not going to take their foot off the pedal and trying to knock them out of the playoffs so they can. But Promise Q is a big, big change for Mickey X. He is not good. Yeah. I, not as good for sure. Yeah. Not, not close to the same level. <laughs> I don't want to, like, completely shut the guy down after last year, but made, like, basically... It does make he made, made, like, basically no progress last year. It was kind of... I mean, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but, like, on camera, he didn't really show me anything. Perks hasn't been an excellent AD carry either. He's been fine, but he hasn't been excellent. It's their top half of the map that's rushing yeah. people. So when you take away his power support in Mickey, I don't know. Maybe maybe G two does look way weaker, but something tells me that Fnatic match is going to be close with the way Fnatic's playing, but that that Misfits match is going to be a fucking style on a yeah. joke of a game. So yeah. you guys are on. You guys think I forget. Sorry, so we had Origin minus two hundred, Shalka <laughs> plus one fifty. You guys had. Yeah, agree, agree on those both. Yeah. Okay. Uh, SK Gaming versus uh, SK Gaming minus two eighty six at uh, Rogue plus two hundred seven. Not gonna bet it. But gonna bet SK it. should win. Yeah. Yep. Um, Misfits plus one eighteen. Splice minus one fifty four. Splice is winning. Oh, yep. we're gonna battle. All right. I think Misfits is gonna ding, win. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Let's go. Bring it in. Yeah. And and this is one of those things Gelati likes to point out is when, when somebody who likes or doesn't like a team is predicting the opposite way. I hate Misfits and I love Splice. And I think Misfits is gonna win. So why do you so John, why do you think that? Because this is like <laughs> the same this is the exact same situation that I predicted when Misfits beat SK a couple weeks ago when I said the exact same thing, which is I think Misfits two best matchups in the whole league are SK and Splice. Like from a stylistic perspective you're talking yes, about. Yes. I okay. think they're the two easy like I would rather if I was betting against Misfits, I'd rather be betting on XL or Rogue than SK or Splice. Wow. Just because of the styles, Splice and SK are slower teams that really struggle when they get beat up at the beginning of the game. And Misfits, only the only thing they can do is beat people up at the beginning of the game. They suck at everything else. But they can beat you up at the beat, like in the first 15 Yeah, minutes. it's like the Max Lore special. He just pops off on you and, you know, Yeah, and then that. they make tons of mistakes later. But if they're far enough ahead, they win anyway. And so that's what they do to these teams like SK and Splice. That's why they're getting wins. They're 2-0 against SK this season, even though SK's a, so a better team. So I'll, I'll, I'll hop in real quick for I like Calvin counter real quick. But, like, yeah. you could argue. So Splice have been really good. And this has impressed me about them. They've been really good at actually not getting run over. Like, they do get run over, and they find ways to lose. Now, I don't know if that – or they find ways to win. Now, I don't know if that's other teams botching leads or them playing proactive, like, defense. 
I think Spice uh, is very good at being. They are good. They were good last season too. Their practice defense is super is right, and especially in the early game, uh, the vision has been really good actually, uh, warding uh, the enemy's jungle as well. And when they get that deep into the jungle, they don't feel threatened at all. It may seem like the reason why they play slow that way is because the warding is good. So that's why they don't feel threatened. They can do stuff that other teams can't do in the early game. And I think the early game actually has been looking great as well. Yeah, they reminded me a lot of, like, shades of SK Telecom. Like, last week's games in particular, it just reminded me so much of, like, hearkening back to, like, three years ago where SKT was just like, yeah, sure, I'll see you in 20 minutes. And they just... They know everything you're doing. They know literally everything you're doing. They yep. can test. They they're like surgeons. They like hit exactly where they need to when they need to. I'm not calling them SKT, but there was kind of like that vibe about it. So I I was really impressed with Splice last weekend. But I I am kind of with you, John, on this one. Uh, Calvin, really did you have Splice. anything else to add on? But, no, no, that's just basically it. So I, yeah, I like I, Splice more than most people. I think they're really good, but I think they're going to lose to Misfits. <clears throat> so okay, so uh, we got. So Calvin, you're on splice at minus one fifty four. Um, man, John's kind of scared me because he's actually, <laughs> you know, the funny thing is that he's actually predicted misfits every time I talk to yeah, him. Yeah, he's been pretty spot every on. Every time they've misfits. won, I've yeah. had them in DFS for every one of their wins. I know. This season, I know. That's that's the one thing that scares me so much. I never you're had them for a long. You're just like a whis- <laughs> misfits hater, but you're a misfits whisperer. Whisper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Misfits so, Whisper is the name of the episode. It's got to yeah. be. Yeah, so. <laughs> I also like trashed Forbidden on Twitter today, too. So uh, about him. That article was so shitty, though. He's such oh, a my. scumbag. Slight, yeah, slight detour just for a second to talk about this. They just put out an article with Forbidden talking about I his time in clutch gaming. I saw this. And he's oh. basically just like, well, the problem was everybody was garbage. And I told them that if they didn't upgrade their shit, I was going to leave their ass. Like That's basically what the article was. It's like. Now he's over in Misfits getting trashed everywhere. Oh I can't wait to see the article next year, why I left Misfits. Oh, <laughs> I told them they didn't upgrade the roster. I was out of there. And so that's why I'm playing in the CB lol. Or, you know? oh my God. <laughs> he's going to be on Flamingo next season. Right? I hope he keeps I hope he keeps failing upwards. Like next season, he's just on KT. And he's just, <laughs> like, <laughs> just like, oh, no, EU wasn't good enough for me. Oh. I'm in a weird spot because I actually like I've I was I'm a forbidden truther. He's really good. Wow. He hasn't been good this year, and he hasn't been good. He wasn't good the second half of last year, but really good at like eating donuts. No, or... dude. All right, look, listen. If you look, if you go back and watch his performance in spring last year, it was like the best league he's ever played, and I'm including like the fanatic run. Oh, like, I totally like, I agree with that. He was unbelievable he was very in spring last, last year. Spring. And I was he was abysmal in summer. Dude, he was remi- like spring last year, he was reminding me a lot of like the Uzi double lifts, like I mean obviously not on those levels, but like he was reminding me of like, oh my god, this dude's like defying age. He's still good, he's like getting better, it's crazy, right? And then summer happened and Yeah, but yeah. did you watch Piglet in twenty fourteen? Like how are we not just predicting yeah. clutch to win every game? Because Piglet was just crushing everybody. Fair, fair. Fair. I'll eat my I'm hat. Just, I'll eat my hat on that. I'm, I might just have to ask our buddy at uh, League Leaders, um, Zachary, about what what is it with Clutch and these guys that love to trash on their own team? <laughs> it's so weird because Clutch has like so I don't know if you guys know this, but like Clutch is like real big on analytics. Really? Yeah, they have like a whole department and all this stuff. They were like super big and publicizing about it before the last season started off and. A lot of their pickups actually do look kind of look that way when you put it in that context, right? 
where it's they like have okay, really high ceiling guys. Like, they do. The team is really high ceiling. They just don't get they don't, there. They don't play like a team. Okay. Uh, Vitality minus four seventy six, Excel plus three seventeen. Just yeah, nothing here. Yeah, skip it. I would normally like dogs like this, but the second like Vitality, like all these teams still have stuff to play for besides G two, really. So, the next one is like should be an awesome match. Hopefully, yeah, G two doesn't just mail it in. Sure. But I actually think G two are gonna give it their all in this match because I don't think they want to see Fnatic if they can help it. Yeah, I think G two is gonna win. Yeah, G two minus one thirty five against Fnatic plus one hundred five. This and Fnatic's gonna be the chalk in DFS for the record. Yeah, because everyone's. I, I look. Fnatic have looked really, really good. They're like returning to form, and this is a classic. They're like the Pittsburgh Penguins, man. The Pittsburgh Penguins mail it in the first half of every hockey season, and halfway through, like after the All Star break, they're like, "Yeah, I guess we'll start playing hockey now," and they smash everybody. <laughs> and then you know, they're in the Stanley Cup months later. So it, it kind of reminds me of that a little bit, but like, I, I think G two are incentivized enough to to actually win here. Like, if they can, I'm trying to look at the standings again because they could knock. They could take Fnatic, even if Fnatic win the day before, they'd be ten and eight. So I guess they would. They could potentially put them at five, like just keep them where they're at with a win, right? And then, yeah, they're not going to knock them out of the playoffs. No, they're not going to knock them out of the playoffs, but they would. How do they do the brackets in EU? I don't remember now. Yeah, so let me touch on this while you look that. Yeah, up. go ahead. I'm just going to look. Uh, John's right. Fnatic's going to be chalk as a splice. The pricing is really, really tempting, and they're priced next to each other. So those are the two highest ownership that I'll. Uh, likely predict for that day. So if John, if you're taking both the opposite side, you might just be on a very, very um, unique lineup without even trying. Um, with that said, uh, this is interesting. Here you have Bet Online has G2 at minus 135 and Fnatic plus 105. At Bovada, both are at minus something. 120, probably 125, something like that. Uh, 125 and. Uh, I don't know what that means for y'all, if that changes anything. My DFS lineups on that slate are going to be Misfits G2 lineups, so you can come play me, whoever wants to come play me. That's going to be my lineup. It's a challenge issue. Okay. Come at me. <laughs> you so come join me. Uh, you'll just get app state. Um, <laughs> so I can't uh, I can't tell who's uh, how, they, how they see these. Fnatic minus 110 and G2 minus 125. <laughs> So if you're shopping around, Fnatic at plus odds is actually, like, reasonable. Like, I wouldn't fault anybody for taking that. Yeah. I wouldn't either, but you're also never going to get better than minus 135 on G2. Yeah, mm. that's a good point against, like, anybody. So, I all right, so just, like, a, a brief thing. So do you guys think Fnatic – is Fnatic the second-best team in Europe now, even though the record doesn't show it? You think Vitality's still better? Fnatic or G2 will win this split. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't think that's even that hot takey. It just like looks no. weird because of where they're at right now. Slow start. I mean, they got swept by SK. Yeah, three times. Three times. Oh right? Two times. Yeah. Three. Saturday. <laughs> Saturday we have a uh, fanatic again minus two hundred four splice plus one fifty three. Jeez. The books were were quick to adjust on fanatic. Yeah, right. I would like Fnatic to win that one, but I don't think I'll. It's too something. rich. Yeah, in a best of one, that's definitely too rich. Any love for Splice or no? I can see it happening. Um, Calvin, what do you think on Splice? Anything? Um, not too much, I guess. 
Good, good call. <laughs> Hot takes. <laughs> I Chris, know. I don't know. I think no. I don't know, man. I just I don't know about not against game. Fnatic. That's why. If if Splice can maintain how they played like last week, because Splice has been this weird team that has their first blood, high percentage first blood, goes in the early game, then just completely shits the bed in the yeah. mid game, and then come back with the late game. So, Splice are so weird because they like get first blood and then they just sit on it. Like they don't do anything with it. They just like. Yeah, sure, scale. we'll keep it. Yeah, like. scale, and that could play into Reckless's strength, right? Yeah, scaling, scaling. So Sivir's meta again too. That's relevant. Um, and Vayne. I, I, I do give Splice a chance, but I am on Fnatic's side. Yeah. Gelati, I got a question for you. As yeah. a superior, you're a superior league player to me. <laughs> what is going on with Sivir? Because so I've been playing some league and watching an awful lot of league. Yeah, and I cannot figure out how Sivir is being played ever. Like so she, she seems like a worse Kaiso or Vayne. So basically. she's Sivir is really unique because she's a crit based AD carry that has excellent wave clear, so she can always shove. Mm -hmm. She has excellent team fight DPS because she can attack any target and do her damage to everybody with the bouncing blades. So she's in a really unique spot where you have tank like tank crushers, right? You have Vayne, you have Cogmaw. Uh, like the percent based down Varus, yeah. right? You have uh like they we called them tank spankers back in the day, right? Yeah. So you have like your tank spank eighty carries, right? But then you also have like cases actually in that in that in that group too. Um then you have your crit based hyper carries in like Jinx, Tristana, and Sivir. Sivir kind of fits into this into this space where she's extremely good in front to back and she brings you front to back damage that's really, really good, plus the ultimate's really good. She doesn't lose lane to anyone, even though she has counterpicks that are good against her, which include Vayne, by the way. Uh, because she can always just shove. So she always has priority unless it's like a double range lane, which nobody's playing right now. So, it felt, Like what you're saying, it felt to me like she does a little bit of everything well, but nothing as good as everybody else. No, like, she... No, there's max... Uh, you know, if you want to really kill tanks, there's somebody better than her. If you want really better AOE yeah. damage, there's somebody better than her. But she does a but little bit of everything. The the appeal to her isn't to kill tanks. It's you can build normal and you can attack the tank, and you're just going to get incidental damage on carries yeah, you because of the it. damage to all the carries. And that's what's yeah. powerful about it. Because if you don't think, if you don't think like if you want to build a comp specifically to kill a tank, you can build a comp specifically to build a tank. Sivir is almost always going to be better in a two core. Like, and what I mean by a two core is. You're a two carry composition, usually out of the mid lane and the bottom lane. It's usually two really, really strong scaling carries, and then like you know a tank, a bruiser, or two tanks, and then either uh, a shield like a like an enchantress support or like a tank support. Almost all of your damage is coming from two sources, so they call it a two core, right? Yeah. Sivir's really, really good in two cores because she does enough damage overall to to kill. She just does enough damage to win fights. We've all seen late game Sivir, right? Mm -hmm. She's just not flashy, so I think people. And she, yeah, she's just not flashy, and she's she doesn't defend herself very well outside of spell shield. So a lot of people don't think she's that. There's a reason the pros player. She's got really good priority. She can wave clear forever. Her ultimate's really really good, and she she's just good in a lot of situations, right? What she's bad at is sieging, which mm -hmm. coincidentally that's kind of a weird topic we could go into. But like the meta game right now for AD carries is weird because none of them are good at sieging. <laughs> like none of them. It's so bizarre. Tristana, I guess. And, like, none of them are that good at sieging because they're all low-range. So you have all these, like, low-range hyper-carries. It's kind of a weird spot. We haven't really seen that before, so... 
Yeah, I, don't, I, I guess it makes sense. It just other than her like ability to bounce blades, it feels to me like she's just worse at like every point in the game than like Tristana, Kaisa. So like, Trist- those guys scale just as well as her. Tristana, like, Tristana does better single target damage and some AOE, um, just because her her Q allows her to have have more more attack speed, so she can ramp. She can build if she wants to. She can cut a um, an attack speed item as a last item and do another crit item or another last whisper or something like that or armor pen. Uh, so she, her Q attack speed story allows her to have better single target damage. Yeah. But Sivir is going to do more. Sivir will do more damage in a team fight than a Tristana will like every time. If you, if they're both at four items, Sivir is going to do more damage period than pretty much anybody. If she's untested, like maybe I think like Kog'Maw and Jinx are like the exceptions. Cause Jinx is kind of like halfway between, Sivir and Tristana. So okay, yeah, like there's better. There's people like I think better. people people like people see like Vayne or Cogmall just like completely shred through a tank, and they're like, "Holy shit, that's insane!" But what they don't realize is like if you have if you have a team that's like dogpiling in and Sivir's just auto attacking the tank, and like two of the booming like boomerang blades crit on a carry, they're dead. Mm. Like they're they're gonna, yeah, mm. like quite literally, like once you have like four or five items on her, like. Especially if you get like a static shiv proc on them somehow or something like that. If you just like crit a carry with two bouncing blades, they're going to be almost dead anyway, just like any other carry would crit them. And you didn't have to be anywhere near them, and you're doing AOE damage. So she's not sexy, but you got to kind of like pay attention to like how much damage she's actually doing. It just doesn't look like a lot. It's kind of it, she's kind of like Karthus a little bit. Like it's just doing more damage than it looks like sometimes. Besides the ultimate, anyway. Gotcha. Um, so Saturday, oh, we already did that. So Origin, uh, minus 526, Excel plus 338. Yeah, no Nothing. Yeah. Uh, SK Gaming, plus 203, Vitality, minus 278. Man, I don't think I'm betting it. I I almost, depending on how the standings look, I'm going to have to relook at the standings before this game to see if Vitality needs to win. Because SK is going to need to win this game bad. Yeah. And Vitality might not need to win it. Wouldn't Vitality be battling OG? I'm gonna have to look at Vitality's gonna be battling their, for a second after their Friday games to see where the standings end up after Friday. I might bet on SK if if Vitality is safe because SK this is their game to make playoffs or not make playoffs. Basically, <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna throw the kitchen sink at this. <clears throat> yeah, if they've got any pocket picks or any kind of weird nonsense, this is gonna be. The, I I actually love SK in this spot. They also beat Vitality in their first matchup, for the record. So they're capable of beating Vitality. There's also a chance they play Saken if they win on Friday. Yeah, that's the kind of thing I want to look out for, is how much Vitality cares. Because if Vitality doesn't care that much, this could be really important for us. I might I might want to put this in early, because I feel like if Vitality win, this is just going to go to, like... They're expected to win. It's Excel. Yeah, but yeah. you know what I'm saying, though? Like, if, like this might not be as good... Like it's not going to be as juicy a money line. I don't know if their algorithms would take that into account. That's true. I don't think, I guess. I don't think it'll probably change that much. All right, so I kind of like SK, but probably depending on Friday, right? Everybody agree with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're going from a DFS angle, you want self-made. You want crown shot. Yeah, I was gonna say crown shot yeah. looks like really good for this situation. Self-made is is very good for a jungler. He scores higher than most most junglers. Uh, Rogue plus two fifty three, Shaka minus three fifty seven. This is another one that's dependent on Friday, right? My thing with this game, I have a hot take on this one. So Rogue has sucked all season. 
yeah. they know they've sucked. If you watch their Twitter, they know they suck. And yeah. They're sad. Yeah. They might really want to come out and play spoiler here. They might really want to come out and win this and leave their mark on the season because they're not leaving any mark on this season. I agree. Or they with can you. get their name in the headlines if they come out and beat Schalke right here and deny Schalke the playoffs. Also, it's a good spot to start for next year. You could be like, "Look, we did something." Yeah, like, let's you know, let's let's together. end let's end on a good note, right? I, I really am considering betting Rogue right here because I really think they're going to want to stamp their name on something, have something positive to come away with, and this would be a big. Also, for like as good as Schalke are. Like when they're playing what they want to be playing, they're a lot le- like they're not a versatile team, really. I mean, they won like what one of their last seven games. Yeah, like they're not crazy. They're not, they're not they're, that good either. They're <laughs> not. They're not crazy one dimensional, but like they're like sort of one dimensional. And if I think Rogue could play into that and just take the fifty fifty, you know what I'm saying? Like if they want to play like the scaling game, they Rogue could just do the same thing. And I, I always hate when teams do that because this is why I hated Worlds two years ago was. The whole meta game was scaling, so every game felt like a 50-50 because... Yeah, whoever wins that fight... Yeah, and both teams have two minutes. core hyper carries, and that's that, right? They just win one fight and the game's over. So, I, I do kind of like Rogue here, too. Um, Calvin, anything yeah. on this one? Nah. He's not touching it. He's off <laughs> it. He's had yeah. enough. I uh, got a little side note from our chat from Fox. He says, Bovada algorithms usually only update right before game time on Sundays. I don't know if so, you might be able to get something right after the Friday games. That's a good call. Yeah, I don't know. This is just one of those spots that just feels like Rogue is going to be hyper-motivated to say they did something. Also, Schalke maybe... Schalke going to be motivated too, but Schalke is very... Their mentality does not seem good. Also, so. Rogue, I mean, they could just bust something wild out here, right? Oh, yeah. It's the last game. They got literally nothing. To, a team with nothing to lose is scary, honestly. Yes. Like, even when they're not good, a team with nothing to lose can be really scary, especially in a best-of-one yeah, how many times has a team in the past, like, four seasons, how many times has a team that had nothing to lose pulled out some crazy shit with two champions that haven't been played all season? Yeah. Dominated. Because the other team just doesn't know how to deal with it because they're just playing weird, weird. Like, I want to see, like, Juggermaw. I want to see, like, Lulu, Kog'Maw, like, Tarek, like, just some nonsense. I want to see, like, see Malphite and Moo Misfortune. There you go. Oh, yeah, just, like, oh, something. Just something, right? Curse of the Sad Bullet Time. Let's do it. Just anything. I I do kind of like the rogue there for that spot. Uh, Last game of the week, last game of the season, G2 minus 278, Misfits plus 203. This is also dependent on Friday, right? Dependent on Friday, but uh, I did mention it before. I think G2 is going to come out and stomp Misfits right here. Yeah, just on on principle. Yeah, we we mentioned that earlier. Uh, We are running pretty over time here, so let's blaze through the NA. Uh, NA is... Uh, well, let's just move. Let's just move into the picks. <laughs> let's just move into the picks. Saturday, Optic minus one eighty five against Counter Logic plus one forty one. Look, I hate Counter Logic, and I think Optic have been playing well, but I don't think Optic's minus one eighty five better than anybody. Yeah, I'd take Counter Logic at plus one forty one. I it's it's gonna pain me. I'm literally gonna like wince when I bet this, but I'm gonna bet Counter Logic here, and I it, I hate it. I hate it. I'm gonna hate myself for it. Maybe I just won't touch this game, but oh, you're gonna hate yourself. <laughs> yeah, you think optic just dude? Optic have looked good, and optic like is optic. optic are a good example of like they figured out what they're good at, and they're just playing to it. They're not they're not versatile, but you know what? They know what they are, and they're they're trying to they're just yep. playing around crown, and it it's the, working. So the one reason I might not bet CLG is that optics like a lot of people might not have noticed this, but Dokla has been terrible. Oh. Yeah. But the problem is CLG plays Darshan in the top lane, so I don't like <laughs> necessarily. Darshan and Dokla are like the same player. 
I, yeah, I, I don't believe like anybody else has top laners that can just come out and dumpster Dokla, but Darshan might be like the one guy that can't do it. Like, <laughs> I don't know. These two teams are actually remarkably similar in how yes. they're built and function. Like, they're yeah. the exact same team, basically. I just think Crown is the best player on the Rift in this game. Like, yeah, I might not bet it after all. Like, I, I know, like, I know, I know, I know he's not. People want to say, oh man, he's retired to NA and everything, but like, Crown. Oh, he's been good. Crown is still. Probably people don't want to hear it. Over the last two years, Crown has been one of the best players on the planet, any region, any role, period. And all it takes is a couple games for him to be like, "Hey guys, look, I'm back," or "Hey guys, look like." I mean, he, that's what he's been doing. He's just been like, I don't want to say he's like solo carrying, but he's been mostly carrying by himself in these games. Yeah, he's been very good. He's um, the best player in the matchup for sure. Yeah, he's the best player out of the ten in this game. So uh, there's also a chance sealed. I'm not good. There, there could be subs in this game too. So I don't know. Have you guys have they released any roster announcements for this or no? Uh, Dude, only... no. They do it after lock, and it pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, the CLG one was announced on Friday. Uh, what we do know from the website is says that they actually kick uh, auto back to the academy, but they didn't say anything about Moon. Okay. Uh, Moon sucks. Moon's in there. I'm my <laughs> Man, I want to believe Moon, but nah. FlyQuest, minus 200, 100 Thieves, plus 150. Any hope for 100 Thieves? Because the money lines are starting to get pretty tasty. I I'm not really this. Go ahead, Kelly. want Fragus to come up. If Fragus comes up and plays with Soligo, I swear... And everything I love, I think 100 Thieves are going to win. So NA, NA have another week after this, so it's not mm-hmm. quite the end on a good note, but you got to start feeling a little bit that way for 100 Thieves, right? You have to do something. Yeah. You have to do something. Dude, how yeah, awkward I'm... was that post-game lobby with those two? <laughs> how awkward was that? Did everybody watch that? Because if you yeah, haven't watched yeah. it, it's it's outstanding. <laughs> yeah, I, had, I did. It was. I, I don't know. I'm not crazy. betting this game because 100 Thieves is going to do something fucking crazy here. I don't know what it is, but like, it might be Fiora support. Like we don't know. Like Hunter Thieves is I, doing something in this game that is, is not going to be. I want to see them out. play the two. If if Hunter Thieves put the two, like if they bring challenger players up, I'm I'm in on it actually. Because I bet if they bring challenger players up, this line moves to like 170, 180. <laughs> and I actually like the new energy more than I like. Yeah, 100. Yeah. percent Yep, I like that. Uh, TSM minus three or three Golden Guardians plus two nineteen. This is. I think I like GGS. I do too. Uh, I don't think they're better, but this is too far apart. Yeah. Yeah, two nineteen yeah. seems pretty heavy. I really do like GGS in my opinion. And, yep. And like TSM, I don't want to say they're like comfortable, but they kind of are, right? Let me just yeah. make sure I'm not spouting yeah, bullshit see. real quick. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I had to think about it. Comfortable is, is the right word to talk about. I actually like the dog in this next matchup too, as weird as it is. So, TSM. They're up two games on FlyQuest and three games on Golden Guardians. They do need to get, like, another win. And they could conceivably catch Cloud9, but probably not. So they're kind of, like, sitting in no man's land, where as long as they win, like, one of their next four games, they're fine. Yeah. I I don't think they're going to be hyper-motivated or anything. So I do kind of like Golden Guardians here. This is way way too far apart, even if both these teams were carrying. So I like Golden Guardians for probably at least one unit, maybe two for me. Moderate. We'll say moderate. Uh, Clutch, plus 356. TSM, minus 556. Deal. Team Liquid. Putting a unit on Clutch, boys. (laughs) Oh, yeah? 
plus three fifty six. It's too much. One high ceiling team. Liquid literally have nothing to play for either. I get no. Liquid are playing for the one seed, but the one seed doesn't matter in NA. I've talked about this before. Like, there's a lot of skill on clutch gaming to be plus three fifty six. I agree. I agree. You like double lift is too greedy, and he has too much pride to lose to anyone. So here's my angle on this. Team Liquid, if they want to win this game, they're going to win this game. I think they're going to experiment. Maybe not, like, I'm not talking, like, anything crazy, but either they're going to experiment or they're just going to play super vanilla, like, preseason NFL defenses do, and they're just not going to show anything. Because they, they, they're in another, like, they need to just win. They need to win one. They need to win two to actually, like, lock it up. If Cloud9 were to win out, they could take it over, but... Again, like the one and two seed don't matter. So, like Liquid and Cloud Nine aren't in. Set. Cloud Nine has to win a couple to keep TSM out of two. But the number one and number two seeds in, in North America have no incentive to fight for one, yeah. like they do in Korea. Yeah. So, as long as they lock up their two, one or two, that's all they care about. And I, get, I bet they're not going to show anything. So, I actually, I'm, I'm with the clutch bet here. They have enough. They have enough individual talent to take this game. Plus, the, Plus again, like they're is so heavy for a best of one. Plus, they need to win out basically. They need at least three wins to be in the playoff conversation, I would think. About the only team I wouldn't take plus 356 on in NA is the next team that's playing. Echo Fox, plus 343, <laughs> close enough to 356. Come on, John. Against Cloud9, minus 526. That's so bad. No I bet. Took, I almost took Echo Fox last week, too, and I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do it. Yeah, I've had enough of this team. I took it. Yeah. I've, I've, I've had enough um, of this team. Challenge me on DK if you're playing Echo Fox ever. If you're playing them, just challenge me. I don't care what the stakes are. So, Sunday we have Golden Guardians minus 147, Clutch plus 113. That's a good number for Golden Guardians. That's a pretty good number. I thought Golden Guardians is way better than Clutch would have. I think, I think especially if Golden Guardians beat TSM on Saturday, yeah. I'm going to love this, but the line will probably go up if that happens. So I might take Clutch again. For real? Clutch. Is Clutch going to get into the playoffs at eight and ten? No, they might Clutch. fight for tiebreaker. If like I if they know. if Clutch win out, they'd be eight and ten. Or no, if Clutch win out, they'd be nine and nine. They could definitely get in the playoffs at nine and nine. I think there's going to be one Seattle Seahawks in NA this year. Like there's going to be like a seven and nine team or something. Not not literally seven and nine. But there's going to be like a nine and nine team. So. Yeah, I think I think I'm I'm gonna be betting clutch again. <laughs> I don't I I'm I like going guardians here. I might not bet it, but I like going guardians. Same argument, John. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> um, these teams just play very different styles. For one thing, another uh, like dirty secret of NA is Hauntzer has been fucking terrible too. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if you guys watch these Rise games and stuff, but he has, has been awful. Yeah, NA Rise, dude. It's and OP. Uni has not been awful. NA Rise that isn't crown OP just. <laughs> I could, I could, I could see Clutch Gaming going through the top lane in this game and winning. I think they have a higher skill ceiling than Golden Guardians. Plus, we we've talked about Golden Guardians how like if they don't get like what they want to do, they're not as good a team. When they they're they're kind of they're one dimensional in that like if they get the picks that they like, they're very good. Like they're probably the fourth best yeah. team in NA. But and they don't always take what they should take either. We were talking earlier about our draft process and like looking at a team and seeing what they're good yeah. at and then seeing if they draft that way. Yeah, this they drive like, me nuts. They drive this me is insane. This a team that should be taking Karthus mid lane every game. Yeah, like they have right. like they'll they'll be like four comfort picks on the board and they'll just be like, "Now nah, we're gonna play Callista." Like this yeah. <laughs> or like so, whatever, right? I like clutch. 
Uh, I can see it. I'm probably not going to bet that game, but I like it. There's good value in that game. Okay. CLG plus 277, TSM minus 400. No bet. Nope. Even if TSM wins, they got nothing to play for? Nope. No, CLG nope. suck. I'm sorry. They, they're awful. Uh, 100 Thieves favored. Minus 147 against Echo Fox, plus 113. Are they playing Jinair? John, are you going to bet F Echo Fox? No. I'm, I'm not, not betting Echo Fox against anyone. I love betting bad teams. You guys know this, but I'm not touching this game. I can't get a read on either of these teams. If 100 Thieves come out and they, they put up a respectable showing on Saturday, I'll, I might bet them if the line doesn't move that much. I'm just not going to bet the game. I don't think I'm betting 100 Thieves, but I just don't think I'm betting it at all. All right. Cloud9 minus 294, Optic plus 213. No bet. Kind of like Optic a little bit, but probably a no bet. Again, like Cloud9 are very likely not going to have anything to play for. So, I, I and Optic are like Optic are kind of in. They're going to be in must-win mode for like all these games or three. You know, three out of their last four at least if they start well. So I kind of like Optic. Two thirteen is a good number. So I might do something on Optic there. Everybody else is off of it. Yeah, I think Cloud9's a little bit underrated, even though they're they're rated. I still think they're kind of underrated. Like I think they're a lot better they're, than anyone else. That's they're not liquid. They're good. I I agree with you. Um, Team Liquid minus three eighty five against FlyQuest plus two seventy three. Similar situation. FlyQuest in must win mode. Liquid in we don't have to care about this, but maybe we will mode. Nah, this is. I just talked about like betting a huge odds team against Team Liquid in clutch. But FlyQuest is the opposite. FlyQuest does not play a style that I like to like have a high ceiling single game. Clutch yeah. can have high ceiling single games, and I don't think FlyQuest. I think FlyQuest is very consistent in what they do, but that's not what you want to be yeah. against Liquid. You I also think that I also think that unless Viper just like runs away with the game, they're not a team that's going to overpower with you with individual players. Even though like you look at them on paper and they kind of should. Like at least they, in this region, like at least in this region, like they have good enough individual players that they should be able to, but they just don't. It's just not how they play, which isn't a problem. It's just what they are. They're a teamwork and team fighting team, really yeah. at their core. And Team Liquid is the best team fighting and teamwork team. Yeah. So if you're going to try to play that game against them, you're just not in a good spot. Yeah, I'd rather take a team that's going to try to smash all the lanes and might fail really badly, like Clutch. So, uh. Any of the other leagues, I have a, I have two picks from LMS that I'm going to be in the blog post for tomorrow, but I'll just real quick go over them. So, Mad Team are minus 5,000. We've talked about a couple, that's the third minus 5,000 on the slate tomorrow, or this weekend, against Alpha Esports. Alpha Esports plus 798, the plus 1.5 is at plus 195. Alpha Esports took a game the first time these two teams played. Uh, just so you guys know, Mad Team is... In, in contention for the best team in the LMS. It's them and Flash Wolves are cut above everybody else. Alpha is second to last. Uh, the goal differentials on these teams is not that great. Like, I had it up before. I think I closed it out. But Alpha is like minus 92 goal differential per minute. And Mad Team's like only plus like 100 or something like that. It's not very much. So, I think you said plus 56 earlier. It's something like that, yeah. So, like, there's not as big a gap as the record shows between these teams. Alpha are going to have side selection. Alpha also took a game the first time these two teams played. I really like both the money line and the 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 plus one ninety five. Now, obviously, this is a minus five thousand favorite. I'm not going to be heavy on this, but I'm going to be probably half a unit on the money line and a unit on the plus one point five. I think it's a good spot. Uh, I'm also I think I'm undefeated in the LMS this season on my three picks there, but it's only three picks. So, 
Uh, also tomorrow, HQ uh, again. HQ's plus two forty five against J Team, uh, who's minus four hundred. The minus one point five is at minus one hundred eight. HQ's won three of their last four, and it looks like they finally settled on a lineup. But they've played a couple three game series, and they've been against like bad teams and like one team that's like, similarly rated to them. J Team is like TSM. They're like clearly the third best team in the region. I love the minus one hundred eight. We're getting almost even money. They're going to two zero this, so I'm going to be probably two units on the two zero there. So little LMS action for you guys. I've been slowly catching up on the VODs there, and that looks pretty. this one looks pretty easy to me. I completely sat out the LMS this season to try to focus better on the other regions, so I always appreciate the uh, the Gelati LMS calls. Made it, me some money so far this just, season. Just a little something. Uh, pick of the week. We uh, mentioned most of these already, but just to, to run down. So last week, I hit on Victory 5 against Rogue Warriors. Did not hit on the one this week, but we won't talk about that. Uh, John missed on Sino Dragon against JDG, but that was plus 227. Chris hit on King Zone, plus 131 against Damwon. And Calvin missed on SKT, plus 288 against Griffin, although I that will say, game. God damn, what a series! <laughs> SKT should have Very won. close. That was the best. I was jumping up and down. I was like, yes, SKT! If you yes! haven't watched that series yet, you're not a LOL Esports fan. It was the best series this year in any region so far. Oh, it was so good. It was so entertaining. It was crazy high level. It was it was great. It was a really good series. Uh, before we do, like, just review our picks for this week, uh, I'm 3-0 and on the year. John is 2-1. and Chris is 1-2. and Calvin is 0-3. But as we pointed out a little bit before the cast... All but one of our 12 total picks this year have been a plus-odd pick. And we've hit on... We're 6-6 six and six on the year as a, as a crew. Uh, we have one minus-120 favorite. That was that was my pick from two weeks ago. Everything else has been a plus-odds pick. So if you've been tailing us on pick of the weeks, you've made money this year. Like a good amount of money. So we've been pretty good as a crew. We just got to step it up individually, I guess. <laughs> So, going over this week, uh, I had King Zone minus 1.5 against Gen G on Sunday, I think it was, uh, plus 103. John had Sooning plus 197 against Jindong. Chris had CLG plus 141 against Optic. Did we talk about that? Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. So, I'm on the Optic side. Oh, yeah. We, that's right. That's right. That's right. No, I, I did say I like CLG there. I started talking myself out of it, but I like that. Okay. Uh, it's good that we didn't all just do Eastern games either. It's good to have a uh, Western game in there. And then Calvin did EDG plus 170 against Fun Plus. I love that pick also. So let's keep the sign off a little brief this this week, guys, because uh, we ran pretty long this time. What's going on outside of league for you, John? Uh, my, my thing for this week is uh, I hope anybody who's a big esports fan, everybody message DraftKings about getting CSGO on DraftKings mm-hmm. because I think CSGO is actually a better game to do DraftKings for than League of Legends. I could see And that. if they've integrated League of Legends, they can integrate CSGO. It's much easier to score. It's more variant. You don't just have to pick all dudes from one team. And they can easily make headshots worth more than kills to make it a variant scoring. So, yeah, if you like other esports, send DraftKings a message. Tell them to put CSGO on there. CSGO is tremendously fun to watch, even if, like, it's hard to follow shooters sometimes, but they CSGO has some of the best casting talent in the business. They're It's yeah, exceptionally yeah. fun to watch. Tons of fun to watch. A lot of hype. Calvin, what's up with you, man? Um, honestly, you guys, just try to watch as much anime as you can. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to the other advice? Is this, is this, is this tied into the other advice you were going to give? Yeah, so 
I've been watching My Hero Academia. Oh my god. It's just any other anime in general. Oh my god. It teaches you... You're off the podcast. Confidence. <laughs> it teaches you friendship. Constant guys. weaving. Let me tell you, confidence and talking to girls go a long way. You can be the ugliest person. <laughs> ugliest person. But if you have confidence and you know how to talk... You're gonna land yourself a nice girl, and this is where <laughs> anime comes in because it always teaches you to believe in yourself. Just tell them you watch My Hero Academia. Anime does <laughs> anime does all the work immediately. Yeah. Anime does all the work for you. Anime <laughs> just gives you the superpower, whether it's DraftKings. Oh my God! Here we go. Lifting, going out, guys. So, so who's who's the weebiest professional league player? The what? Sneaky. The Probably sneaky. Sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And look at him, guys. He's slaying really it. Girlfriend. Slaying it. Really good. Like I said, watch. She anime. even dresses him up for him. <laughs> right. Just watch it. Right. Chris, what's going? Chris, what's going on with you? I am really, really still pissed about losing an hour of sleep. Um, might have something to do with why it's like for everyone. <laughs> Daylight savings sucks. I am, uh, I am, I am anti daylight savings. I'm, I'm on this, I'm on this train. We need to start a petition as a nation. <laughs> uh, but to leave on a more positive news, I think um, families all gathered uh, might go see the niece sometime soon. Oh, yeah, that's right. Time. Nice. And uh, hopefully that will be a good uh, family gathering. I like it. Man, so. Get her, get her to watch the anime, bro. Dude, you totally took my thunder. I was, I was seriously just gonna go on a rant about daylight savings. You totally took my thunder, so I'm on the spot here. Uh, yeesh. Do you hate anime events? Do you hate anime? All right, so all right, all right that this will be my sign off, right? So I went to an anime convention last year. I haven't watched anime in like 15 years. Uh, oh, all right. We'll do we'll do a double anime sign off. How about this, Calvin? Everybody watch Cowboy Bebop. It's the best. I like Cowboy Bebop. It's the best. It has the best soundtrack. It's banging. Go watch it. It's You're awesome. We're both off the podcast. Just, <laughs> me and, just me and Prime from now on. <laughs> oh, I right, so anime, so I'll do so I'll do so I'll do thing. a non anime suggestion as well. A uh, little heavy, but it's another HBO series. Uh, the night of, it was a one series show. Starring John Totoro. Excellent. Excellent series about uh, a guy that's accused of murder. Ends up going to jail. And then it's about the whole like trial and going in and out of it. And, and, and figuring out how it happened and all that. It's really, really good. Highly recommend it. I don't want to say anything more because it'll spoil it. One of the best shows I've watched in the past couple years. Alright. Uh, anything else, guys? Nope. What's your anime right? Thank you guys again for coming for the week. Yeah, we ran a little long this time. But, uh, yeah. That's going to be it. Uh, I'm going to be appearing on another non-league-related podcast, and I'll be plugging us for sure. And that person is also going to help me figure out how to get us on Google Play and Spotify and all that. So uh, hopefully we'll be up on those sooner than later. I've been kind of like kicking the tires around them. Uh, I know it's not that hard, but it's been harder than I thought it would be. So I will figure that out. Uh, Thank you guys for watching. We will see you next week, and good luck. The Gold Card Podcast opening theme is Clouds by Harvey and the Hendersons. The closing theme is Wasp in a Hat by the Tea Club. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and Podbean to never miss an episode.